So I just got back from vacation this past week. Um, so it was interesting. We, we had a condo. I was helping my parents unpack their vehicle to go up to our condo. I was helping my sister unpack, brother-in-law, kids, me unpack. It's always interesting how people pack differently. Some people, they need to bring everything. And I mean everything. They only use about 10% of what they bring, but they feel a need to bring everything. And there are some people that they just have like a little carry-on. And what's amazing is the people who seem to bring nothing often have everything they need. Or they just borrow from the person who brought everything. <laughs> How do you pack? I know um, I got this from my parents, I guess just the way I was brought up. Um, I used to be more late for things than I am now. And the reason I'm typically late is because the minute I'm walking out the door, I'm always thinking about what might I need. And I typically go back once or twice, just in case. I might need this, I might need that. How do you pack, how do you prepare? It's one of my favorite stories in the gospel. Jesus is sending out his disciples and he says, I'm sending you like sheep among wolves, which kind of sounds pretty intimidating to me. That's, a, that's, a, that's, some, that's an interesting image. And then he says, take nothing with you. I immediately get nervous. So you give me this image. Wolf sounds pretty violent. I'm thinking of what gun I'm going to use. I've got a couple of pistols. I've got some rifles, a shotgun, a knife maybe, something to guard and arm myself. And he says, take nothing with you. No sack, no sandals, no extra tunic, no money bag. Sounds like he's throwing them into the fire, throwing them into the battle, and he intentionally says, take nothing with you. Wouldn't Jesus want to set me up for success? Wouldn't he want to give me the tools that I need to, to be successful in this seemingly battle that he's putting me in? Well, the 72 go off and they, they do whatever he asked them to do and they come back and they're actually ecstatic. They return rejoicing. Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. What happened? I thought they didn't have anything. How could they come back so excited, so exalted and filled with rejoicing that even the demons were subject to them? What did they do? What did they have? You might have missed it. Jesus did actually give them something. He told them not to bring anything, but he gave them something. He said, behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy and nothing will harm you. 
He said, don't bring anything, but he did give them power. He gave them authority. The authority that comes with his name. The authority of the kingdom of heaven. And powerful things happened. Peace was brought to people. They healed, they cast out demons. But dear friends, that early church is the same church we live in today. I know it's hard to believe. We don't necessarily see demons being cast out per se, but it happens. It happens all the time in the confessional. We go and we confess the things that are binding us. We say things, but they're really spirits. They're influences on us. They're things that are not of God that lead us, convince us, tempt us to do things that hurt us and hurt our relationship with God. And when the priest says, I absolve you, i.e. I free you, I break the bondage that you are living in, spirits and influences and demons are being cast out. When we baptize in the name of Jesus, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there's an exorcism prayer that we do right before. I command you to leave now if you are not of the Lord to make space for the Holy Spirit. Demons are cast out. Father, pray over this medal. Pray over this sacramental. Can you pray over me? I'm going into surgery or I'm, I'm, I'm sick. Or can you pray for my spouse who has cancer? What are we saying? Can you declare power over my loved one? We're admitting there's light and darkness. There's good and evil. And we want the kingdom of God to come upon us and upon the ones we love and upon our world and upon our life and upon our worldview. Now, this is the problem. This is the difficult rub. You and I live in a world, and often we are filled with the world. And the reason Jesus told them not to bring anything with them is because he didn't want them to depend on the things of the world. They are useless and powerless when it comes to the supernatural realm that Jesus invites us into. The kingdom of God is led by power that comes from the Holy Spirit. And the more we rely on the things that we have, the worldly things, the less we will depend on the Lord and the less we will look to the Lord to do what only he can do. Take nothing with you. Well, what are we going to do? What tools are we going to use? The one thing he gave them was power. My dear friends, if uh, you find yourself bored with the church, if you find yourself bored at church, you find that nothing is really happening in your spiritual life, if you find that you're just stuck and you're stagnant, if you find yourself looking for another church maybe, just kind of wondering, is the grass greener on the other side? I would invite you to pray with today's gospel. Jesus sent them into the world 
And they came back rejoicing, filled with joy, telling stories about the powerful things that happened at their hands, at their voice, and the authority that was manifest in front of them. And they had nothing. They had come to a new realization of trusting God and what God can do. That doesn't sound boring to me. That doesn't sound uneventful. I think what we need is to be detached from the things that we trust in that are not of God. We need to be detached from the self-reliant behaviors that we only hope and pray for things that we think are possible by our own power. God can do so much more in and through our church, in and through us, than we could possibly imagine if we would only trust him, if we would only rely on him and not on our own strength and our own power and our own ability to use the things that we have to bring the glory and power of God into the world. Jesus is anything but boring. The church is anything but boring. Perhaps we can ask ourselves, how do we pack? How do we pray? How do we live? Asking God to bless our own endeavors or going to God and asking, what endeavors does he have for us? Do we rely on our own strength and our own resources or do we go to God and ask him to give us what we need to manifest the glory of God, the kingdom of heaven in the world? Do we ask for God's peace to reign in our life and over people or do we try to make peace ourselves? You tried that in your family. It doesn't work. It never will work. You will never have peace in your family by you trying to make it. How do you pack? How do you live? How do you trust? Let's pray about that question this week with today's gospel.